Yo, 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 is this, is this thing on? Uh, this is your boy, Dr. Fahamu Paku, live from Atlantis. You know how we do. And I'm tuned in, locked in to Studio Noise. Yes, it's the noise coming to you live from the great blue state of Georgia. Oh, we did it, baby. <laughs> we did it. Don't worry about all that other stuff right now. We just going to dance on y'all. Celebrate. We made it happen, baby. We went out and made that noise, made a difference, made some change. It's been a long time, but it's your boy, Jay Barber printmaker, artist, third year grad student, most importantly, uh, spending all my time doing my thesis stuff. But I decided to take a quick break, jump back in it, give y'all these episodes, a couple episodes to end out this year, let y'all know I'm still here. And I miss it. I miss this talking with y'all, talking to these other artists. It gives me energy. I think that's the one thing I needed uh, to get me through this day. But it's Studio Noise, Studio Noise podcast, probably sponsored by NBAF, National Black Arts. I uh, hope y'all checked out some of the special episodes we did while we were on our little break hiatus uh, with NBAF and the Horizon Awards. I uh, talked to some great winners, yo, about some a uh, bunch of different stuff uh, as far as movies and, and visual stuff. Uh, so it was a pretty good time, yo. So I hope y'all enjoyed that. I did. I know I did. Uh, so getting back to this. Today, I'm back with you. I've been taking a little break. Your boy, uh, been on a, a slight little hiatus. I've started my third year, third and final year of grad school at Georgia State University, getting this MFA. And of course, your boy has been deep, deep diving into writing the thesis draft, making thesis work, doing all that good stuff. And it takes up a, a whole lot of time because I'm not a great writer. So it's taken me a lot of time, a lot of effort to get it done. So I had to take a little break from the podcast. I hope y'all appreciate that. Uh, believe me, if I could, I would <laughs> do even more stuff than I already do. But it is what it is. But I decided to come back to you and try to end this year off strong. There's no need for me to leave y'all out there hanging in the breeze. Y'all want these episodes. I'll talk to all these great black artists that you want to hear from, that you need to hear from. So I got to give it to you. So I'm back. Uh, we're going to give y'all six straight episodes of Studio Noise uh, to end out this year. That'll take us to Christmas, I believe. And so that week of Christmas, we're going to go back on break. I'll be back uh, doing my thesis stuff. Uh, this is a little update for y'all. My thesis show will be April 2nd and it will open up at Mint Gallery right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm seeing y'all more details as I get it, as I get hankered down and y'all see me doing Instagram posts and stuff. Y'all haven't seen me on the gram at all that much either uh, because I just had to, you know, get down and focus. You got to do that sometimes. Got to abandon some stuff, <laughs> let some stuff go, get back to what you know uh, and get some work done. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, I thank you for all the support. I hope you all still listening out there. Uh, I'm still committed to bring you all these episodes and we know it'll get back on track eventually. Get past these sticker points a little bit. So that's my update. So I'm going to hit I'm going to go back to the questions of the week that I was doing during the summer. Head on over to Instagram and go to at Studio Noise Podcast at Studio Noise Podcast with a Z. 
or you go to the Studio Noise Facebook page and check us out. The question of the week this week is, what's up with y'all? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me know what y'all been up to since we've been gone on our little hiatus. Uh, let me know what y'all been up to, what your work looking like. You know what I'm saying? Post your, post your name in the comments on the section where you see this graph on IG. And, you know, we'll get back with you. You know what I'm saying? Checking in with all the team. Hope y'all, everybody's out there doing good. And, you know, all the COVID numbers are surging back up. Oh, man, please, please. Again, going back to the summer messaging. Wear your mask. Social distance. We can get all get through this and grandma ain't got to die. And none of that other stuff that all these other crazy folks talking about. Uh, change is going to come. Apparently, they got this vaccine. You know, we're going to see how that go. And uh, hopefully we'll all be all right. But we got to make it through it. So do what y'all got to do to stay here. Yo, stay here. Keep making that noise. So I'll be checking for some updates from y'all. And today we got a super great episode for y'all. We're talking new Africans, the new Africans with Maurice Evans and Grace Keeson, two fabulous artists, amazing artists, uh, dynamic team that been together doing this collaborative work. It's it's absolutely breathtaking. I've loved it from the first moment I saw it. Uh, their show got disrupted at the Hammond House. They had their first show of the work at the Hammond's House. Got disrupted, but, uh, you know, that's okay. It had to delay a little bit, but now y'all get to hear about it right here. So that's what we're talking today on Studio Noise, the new Africans with Maurice Evans and Grace Kisa. Right after the break, we'll be back. It's the noise, the noise. Right, studio noise it's your boy jay barber got two superstar artists for you for the price of one today we got maurice evans and grace kisa on the noise welcome to the fam y'all what's up man Thank how are you y'all you? good how man you, you know i always love talking to y'all y'all so such a creative people to be around man you know what I'm saying y'all give me super charged every time i come around y'all so thank y'all for coming on the podcast man oh that's cool uh, thanks for having us <laughs> For sure. And, you know, Grace, if you've heard Grace's Grace voice before. That's all, all good. You heard Grace. That, man. Talk. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have. Hey, we have. We have a landline. We have a landline. So that, you know. So that's, that's what. <laughs> it's so all we, good. We old school. Yeah. We got. We got cell phones. And landline. Hey, man. Somebody got to keep the the landline industry alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Yeah. That, we're a little analog and yeah. digital at the same time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I ain't never seen you pull out a flip phone before, so y'all still, you're still ahead of the time. It's just got rid of hers. Look, I just, you know, they, they, uh, <laughs> they, when, when, uh, the, uh, it runs out, the model runs out. Yeah. So, like, no, we're not, we're not servicing that anymore. <laughs> so I was forced to upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> he was holding on. Yeah. Yeah. It was still working. It was functional. <laughs> I, I keep trying to tell people that's how artists are, man. We just ain't trying to spend no money on nothing else but artwork stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so we talk, talking to y'all, man. I've been wanting to talk to y'all for a while. Y'all came out with a great uh, series collaboration. I guess y'all call it between y'all two, the new Africans. Uh, it was a great show for, unfortunately, COVID hit right when y'all was opening up at the Hammond's house. Didn't get right. a chance to go see it in person, but 
you know, it looked amazing. It's uh, such a great project, man. So I'm glad, definitely going to get into that with y'all right now. Okay. And so the New Africans, man, kind of, we y'all can go to newafricans.com and check it out. Y'all can find Grace and, and Maurice on Instagram, studio at Studio Kisa, at Mozart 10 on Instagram and check it out. All right, yeah, so you got the, the New Africans collab that y'all been working on for, y'all been working on this for a while, right? Yeah, we started the series, what, 2010, something like that? Wow. Yes. Yeah, that um, long ago. Yes. Yeah, something like that. The first, I would say, you know, maybe the first shot that we took and that started the uh, the journey, I would say. I don't, I don't think we had intended to do it. It just kind of, we had already had these conversations for a long time, but then when we did this photo shoot, it kind of solidified the point of what I was saying. And so it started from there. So it was like one particular shoot that you did that really sparked it off? Well, it's a combination of the conversation and right. then, okay. the, yeah. then, then the image. Because see, the conversation was was from the beginning of it was what why is there such a contentious relationship between African Americans and Africans of the of the continent? And so that conversation was going on back in man, what what ninety what? There's <laughs> a series of conversations in the from the nineties. Yeah, yeah, from, from the nineties. Yeah, and there's just been these ongoing. Discussions, debates, mm-hmm. you know, conversations, all kind of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Exploring why things are the way they are, and um, stressing my point of view as an African American, and her stressing her point of view as African of the continent. Um. So it started from there, but my argument back in the day was, you know, I didn't understand why there was such an issue because, you know, we're all black. That was, you know, one of the comments that I said, and she said to me, but I'm not black. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Mm, right. Yeah. She's, she's like, I'm African. And I was like, well, I'm saying. Well, I didn't say I'm African. I said I'm Kenyan. Okay. Yeah. See, I stand corrected. She <laughs> says she's Kenyan. Yes. So I said again, you know, that that's interesting to me because the difference, one of the first differences that I definitely notice is how we view other people. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So in, in what way? Explain Af- that. African-Americans, in my experience, tend, if I say to you, Jamal, dude is black, right? Right. That kind of covers the gamut. It doesn't matter that they're from Brazil or that they're from right, right. Uh, uh, South Africa. It doesn't matter. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. We're thinking anybody of African descent is what we're talking about. Now, if we want to get more specific and then we start talking about regions and, you know, uh, 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 continents, uh, you know, states, cities, we we get more specific. But when we're saying black, we're talking about everybody. Right. Yeah. For them, when they hear the word black, a lot of not just grace, but a lot of Africans, they think of. African American, in particular, mm. see what I'm saying, mm, right? And so that was the first thing that I thought was interesting, and that that was you know a little different for us. So, like I said, I viewed this this way; she didn't. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, and I understood it because she, I'm not going to speak for her, but I understood it. I know Africans have their own identity, and most of the time it's based on where, what country they're from. So, uh, like she says, she says, I'm Kenyan. She says, she doesn't say I'm African. Uh, so if they're from South Africa, they're going to say I'm South African, or they're going to say I'm Cameroonian. Right. Or, or I'm Nigerian. See what I'm saying? Right. So they speak like that. We don't because we don't have a particular country to to specify where we're from, right? So we out you know over time have just lumped everybody into the word black. See what I'm saying? That meant all of us. For them, they're like, no, no, no. We are this, which encompasses sometimes not just the region, but their culture. Right. And right. sometimes the different tribes, um, all that we we can't do that. So that was the first thing that that kind of popped up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so for me, part of my argument was, yeah, I hear you, but. You know, I can still be mistaken for an African on the continent. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, we we would have that discussion. You know what I'm saying? And it's true that sometimes you can't tell us apart. And so we had uh, a friend over. She had agreed to help me out with the campaign for my bangles. I had a line of uh, bangles, resin bangles, right? And so we had this idea of shooting her nude with just the bangles on, and that's it, right? So Grace actually decorated her body with other things. Like she put some little diamond studs on her neck. Um, what else did you do? I, I know she did her makeup and then she gave her some um did you have you had your did you have anything else like your any your costume stuff yet? Uh, no? This is when we shot uh Patrice. Yeah. Um no, I just did uh decorated her head like with a halo. Yeah made of wire and beads, and then we use the conga, which is an East African fabric. Well, the conga mm-hmm. came later, Jamal. Okay. So that's a, that's a fabric that... Her, oh, that was the end of the shoot. I, right, I that. right. So we're shooting for Mobanga, which, mm-hmm. which is my bangle line, mm-hmm. right? And so at the end of the shoot, you know, Grace's mom would send her these wrap, these fabrics that you can use to wrap to make dresses, right? Right. And this this is from um, from Kenya? From Kenya. Um, East Africa, Central Africa. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Grace covers these because, you know, these are like some of the last ones that people actually did hand printing. Oh, right? nice. Yeah. And so she kind of, she collects them. So mom sends, sends them to her. And so I said, hey, you know, do you mind if we put one of, you know, those wraps on 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 this model she says yeah we can do that so she did that and as soon as she did it i was like yes that's what i'm talking about she <laughs> yeah. looks just like she's from the continent you know what I'm saying we might say she was from south africa just because of her her complexion and her build mm, right right so um that's what i thought of immediately you know what i'm saying so i was like here is the proof right here but then at the same time, I was like, but we're still different. We're definitely uh, have evolved into a new group of people, which was 
Grace's argument. She's like, you guys have been gone from the continent a long time. And not only, not only have y'all been gone, but y'all been mixed in. Yeah, we, of course, we've been all the things that happened to us, all the, 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 uh, the trauma that's been done to us. But also, not just that, but the, the, the gen- genetics. Mm-hmm. Our genetics got mixed in with right, yeah. people, whether yeah. they were Native Americans or Europeans or, or, or other black or, people too. Or, or the black or other Africans. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we all got mixed. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, that's that was her argument. And so my thing was, well, I agree with you. So we've essentially evolved into a new group. I call us a new group of Africans. And I said, I'm going to call us the new Africans. And I'm going to spell it in you. You know what I'm saying? And it's going to, and this is going to represent all the uh, black Africans of the diaspora. So whether they're in, like I said, South America, whether they're in Brazil, whether they're in Southeast Asia, or whether they're in Guyana, or whether they're in Suriname, whether they're in the islands, uh, wherever they are, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I lumped us all into this one group. And so when that photo shoot happened, I was like, this is kind of encompassing everything that we was talking about. Let's explore this. And so we shot another model and, you know, we got really cool results. And, um, and then eventually, um, Gray started making costumes for them, right? And then it just took off. And, and and I had made some of the early ones, but then Grace really put her foot in some some of her costuming. And so I just left that alone and I was like, you, you, you do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, let, let her let the master do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, you just step aside and let the <laughs> let that happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, so yeah, man. So that's that's kind of how it started, and then um, we, we was like, "Yo, we need to make this have a little bit more meaning because of everything that's happening, right?" So yeah. we noticed that that um, when Grace would adorn some of the models with her costuming, their posture would change literally, right? Mm. And you saw them peak and perk up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Wow, what's going on?" You know what I'm saying? It's like they took on this, like Grace put a crown on one, right? And she in the middle of the shoot, and yeah, in the middle of the shoot, and then you can talk about how what happened to it. So as Maurice is shooting her, I started making uh, one of my uh, crowns with the long spikes out of it. And so when I was finished doing it, I put it on her head. She was sitting on a on a pedestal, and uh, kind of in a relaxed pose. As soon as I put that crown on, she didn't even know what she looked like. She straightened up, arched her back, <laughs> like shoulders back. Right. Just straight and powerful. I saw that. We saw that before our very eyes, and it was amazing. And what she gave us was the finest art, the finest pieces of art. She was uh, a stellar model. Uh, we had just uh, started working with her. I'd never met her before, so this was my first time sitting with her. And uh, doing the makeup process can involve maybe two and three hours of uh, body paint, sequins, um, hair threading. And while we're sitting together, we get to know each other, which is uh, back to the beginning of man in Africa and African women. When we are 
tending to your hair. Mm. It is it, it's a it's a sacred space. It's a it's a sacred practice, and, and, and intimacy is formed. Yes, yeah. and int- intimacy is formed between uh, the women. And I had what with each one of these these women that um, that sat for us and and then participated. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back a little bit and I'm gonna let you talk a little bit about this, Grace, because you you've mm-hmm. had from your experience growing up in Kenya and mm-hmm. you moved around and before you came um, over to America and yes. like just what you saw and Maurice talked about this a little bit, like you saw a re- a feature relationship between the woman that was here in America and what you remember or saw or recognized from the continent. Like talk yeah. about that connection a little bit, like how, how visually, how you relate all this, the different black people. Um, so first of all, I living in three African countries, the beauty of the people of the people is, is captivating to me. Um, I'm a people watcher and I was always looking at beautiful women and men um, echoed in our advertisement, our, our radio and TV. I saw myself reflected in every asset aspect of media, um, in our money, in our government. I mean, we had a mayor of Nakuru who was a woman. Um, there were women in power in all three countries that I lived in. And when I came to the U.S., um, you know, we were here for a couple of years before we went home, back home on like home leave. Uh, so you would, we would go for the summer. And so when we came here, we would, when you're driving, we lived in uh, the suburbs. So when we would go to DC on the weekends, that's when I would see a whole bunch of black people and I'd always just be eating it up because my neighborhood was McLean, Virginia, and it was very, very white. Right. Um, Not just white because of a, a part of the population were other kids who were from other countries. So their parents might've worked for embassies or the state department mm-hmm. or uh, different corporations. So they were literally from around the world. Um, but as far as African-Americans, there were, they probably were three or four in my high school. And uh, so when we would go to DC on the weekends, that's when I would see black people and I'd start counting, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you can see how many people I can count and it would just, by the time we got to DC, it'd be thousands. And then as we were making our return trip back home to the suburbs, it would slowly go down to 20, 9, 8, 7, mm. 6, 5, 1. And then we'd be in the clinic. <laughs> but uh, I would always find people that looked like people from home. So even when we watched TV, we'd say, someone looks like Uncle So and So. You know, people looked like people at home. When we would go to, Kenya on home leave, we'd be sitting in the car and watching people walking through the streets in Nairobi and we'd buy, there's Will Smith, there's so-and-so, there's mm. so-and-so, because they looked like yeah. their, their counterparts. So we'd always find similarities on both sides of the of the Atlantic. So yeah. when I'm doing this styling for these women, I can find people that look like them. I can look at them and say, well, they look like they are from the Dinka tribe. They look like they're Kikuyu. They look like they're you know, Fan, or they look like they're, you know, uh, Vesuvi, you know, which, whichever tribe that I could think of that they they reminded me of. There's always a counterpart that that reminds me of home. 
And you did you use that to kind of guide like what fabrics like you chose to? No, not necessarily because I used my East African fabrics. Okay. Yeah. On on all of them. Well, she has to tell you about the fabrics, so Jamal. So what's interesting about these fabrics is uh they have these uh sayings on them, right? So there's words on them. Hmm. And okay. they're typically at the bottom of the fabrics. And the words mean something. It's, yeah. They're typically like a saying. Like a yeah, proverb or a saying, yes. Right. So uh, a lot of times what's interesting is uh, some women use those fabrics to communicate, right? Based on the words or the meaning of the words that's on the, on the fabric, right? Right. So a lot of times you can tell. If you're a man and you're married to that woman, you walk in the door, she has that particular wrap on, you can kind of gauge what mood she's in or, oh, what wow. she's trying, or what she's trying to tell you based on what she's wearing. Right. So um, so sometimes we did it. It wasn't always intentional mm-hmm. like that, but mm-hmm. sometimes it was it was intentional. Grace would look at a particular model and be like, she she looks like this or she looks like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Based on the saying that was on the fabric. Now my Swahili is not the greatest, so some of the, <laughs> some of the proverbs I had to look up because <laughs> I'm pretty rusty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of them some of them are you you can translate it. Oh, I could translate it. And so based the, on based on the uh, the emotion that they're giving off. Right, and so I can I think now I'll jump back to. Um, and we're jumping all around the process because it's like as you bringing up the different facets of it, like it's interesting to jump back to like other parts of it, like the women that you're using. Like, mm-hmm. how do you how do you find these women? Like they weren't all professional like models mm-hmm. that you paid. Mm-hmm. Like these were like regular people. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, how, yeah, so how did you go yeah. about finding them and kind of how was that conversation um, about getting them to be involved in it? Well. So, like I said, it started to take on a new meaning, right? And so part of the reason why I did is because we started noticing things. So, like, for example, um, I did this. So once we got started, then I had samples of what I was doing. Then it made it easier for me to approach someone and say, hey, we're working on this project. Well, yeah, so you can, you can you show know. them the pictures of it. And right. like, yeah, you so, know, I'm not just trying to, you know, saying get right. you naked because, in the room. It's like, <laughs> like no, nah, yeah, this right. is that, art. Right, because I, I was the one who approached pretty much all the models, right? So as a man, it's going to come off a little, you know, weird. Yeah, it's a little creepy, yeah. Right. And so um, I had to show them what I had already done. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, hey, you know, we, we had this idea of doing this this project, you know, but it's going to require you to be comfortable and in, in being nude, right? And comfortable with us uh, painting on your body, decorating your body, right? And then you have to be comfortable to evoke a certain emotion while wearing all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, it, I was just, you know, like I said, once I had about two models or so, then it was easier for me to, to, to do it because now I can send them samples. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's easier. People like what you're doing. So mm-hmm. people love what the images we were coming up with. So that made it a little easier, 
you know what I'm saying? The, selling them on the idea, you don't don't even have to sell them on the idea. When you're telling them, I'm going to be depicting you as a warrior and as a queen, they could identify with that. Mm-hmm. Right, automatically, yeah. Right, they could they could they could identify with that. But um, but I was getting ready to say uh, the project started taking on a new meaning as far as uh, uh, women owning their their bodies one taking ownership of their bodies um women being comfortable with who they are because i i didn't i didn't pick uh model types or the conventional exactly the conventional model types Mm -hmm. right i was i intentionally looked for women of all sizes and shapes and hues right because i i wanted it to represent the average and the everyday woman that I'm going to be able to find anywhere, right? And I want to show that these ordinary women that we call, right, are actually beautiful and stunning, right? But we typically don't look at them like that because they're not what we call models, right? Right. Like fit into like our standard definition of beauty, like European kind of mixed in standards with like uh, you know the blackness, you know what I'm saying? It's like so it's like this weird mix of kind of European acceptance and like really being taking ownership, like you said, of who we are as a people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So and then even the internet itself has changed, like Instagram and all, and uh, Model Mayhem. The internet has changed what the standard of beauty is because it used to be rail thin white mm, girl, right. Well, now people are going for curvy, but everyone's getting curvy bodies. Right, right. Like, big bottoms, you know, yeah. Um, big bottoms, big boobs, um, athletic bodies, because even athletic was not in. They wanted rail thin, frail white women. Um, but they're using, I mean, the internet is showing all kinds of people. Albinos are, are now being featured. Mm, right. Uh, people with albinism, people with vitiligo. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, a Harlow, what is her name? Harlow, something Harlow is her last name. She has vitiligo mm-hmm. and she is a supermodel. Mm-hmm. But she got that because she had her own following on Instagram. And then she was put on Tyra Banks' show. And it already she had she had created her own audience. And then they picked up on it and, and built on that. Yeah, but it, what was important to us is that, like I said, every every woman was represented because, again, so, like, for example, I, I approached a couple of women that were uh, not the small zero uh, size women, right? Right. So I approached, I, I approached one and said, hey, I, you know, I really would love for you to participate in this project. She says, Maurice, you know I'm not, you know I'm not a little woman, right? <laughs> I said, exactly. That's why I want you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so she's like, oh, okay. And so she came, right? And so, and then came and did a, I mean, just killed it. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew she would, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, a lot of times these women, you start to understand that some of these women have low self, self-esteem because people don't look at them like that. Right. right? And, and they'll never and like so, try to feature her as a beauty. You know, like, you know. Right. Right. Doesn't, right. So all these women, for us, we're putting them up in a, on, on a pedestal. Like, look at this. This warrior, look at this goddess, look at this, you know, beauty. Look at this, yeah. right? Just Mother. gorgeous, beautiful, strong, 
Some of them are mothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even in their vulnerability, because a lot of them, you could see the vulnerability in some of the quiet poses mm-hmm. that they were allowed to be. You know, they had the space to be vulnerable in the midst of strength. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so it got real deep for us. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, I, and I'm sure it got. We, yeah, I'm sure it got deep for them too, because like you were yeah. saying about the the the. I'm looking at infinity, like, which is the, a larger woman. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I hate to even use the word larger. Right. But yes, just fuller. Yeah. Just she's, fuller she's figure. a fuller figure woman. And so yeah. we, we know, and, and if we were really honest with ourselves, we know that she would not be the one that we pick for to be topless, to be posed mm-hmm. in this way, mm-hmm. to be presented as a paragon of beauty. Like if we're mm-hmm. honest with ourselves, we know that that's not culturally what America looks for or promotes right. when they go out. And so I'm and sure you've been, and you've been conditioned that way. Exactly. And so sure, she has internalized that in the yes. same way. So as Absolutely. you are adorning her, as you mm-hmm. are taking care of her, as you are pampering yes. her and uplifting yes. her, I'm sure yes. that it has like a psychological effect that you yes. can tell in the poses. Right. And so I'm jumped to some of the poses that you've used in a lot of these pieces where mm-hmm. the poses are promoting a strength, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. a, a, the poses are promoting kind of that warrior spirit and visually representing it um, just as much as the costumes and, and the other mm-hmm. adornments and even like the abstract stuff in the background, like all of it is kind of playing in together. So as you are having these conversations, was it, was it any nudging that you had to do like direction with these women that probably haven't, have never modeled like in this way um, for anybody at all right like mm-hmm. how much uh, how much direction did you have to give to like kind of set it all up or how natural was the process uh the, so good question so anytime you're doing um nudity people think sex and sexuality oh yeah automatically yeah so that was the first thing we had to get rid of coming in the door say look i know you're new but this is not about sex mm-hmm. right because some people start posing like like they're trying to be sexy. I'm like, no, oh, this is right, me. right. <laughs> like that, like Which the is, IG. I think, yeah, I'm like, yo, I, I don't think you understand what we're doing. It, it, is, it is not that, right? Yeah. So then I started giving them uh, things to think about. So I say, well, you know, think of uh, uh, being someone who is defending your child, right? Mm. And you're defending your child against someone who could definitely take you out but you're not afraid and if you get the chance you will beat them down you will behead them you will just tear their guts out because you're trying to defend your child so i'm telling them things like that think about that you know what i'm saying think about um being angry about how you're treated in our society think about those type of things think about the things you've had to endure to be here Think about those things. You know what I'm saying? So once we got that going, then they just gave it to me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And then some of them, it it didn't have to be that deep. It could be like, I want the look that you give your child (laughs) when you're trying to communicate something without even parting your lips. Give me that look. And they could give. And that's what I was looking for. So I was giving them direction like that. Um, A lot of uh, fighting stances. A lot of um, even the music that you had while right. you were shooting. So I would play certain music mm-hmm. as well. You know, they had a certain type of energy to get them in the mood. Sometimes they would tell me what they needed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
Uh, we just tried to create an environment that was comfortable and um and they could do their thing, right? Yeah, I um, like that. Yeah, I mean it was cool, but once once you get it started, you know what I'm saying? Because it takes a while. Because you're not we're not right. we don't know each other. Right, we don't know each other. And so you're, we're and all trying to get familiar. Right. So everybody's having a connection. Grace right. is having her own connection with them. I'm having a connection with them as well. Because they have to trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. And I, and I'm a male mm-hmm. in the in the room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I have to treat them with a certain type of respect and make sure that they understand that I'm not looking at, I'm not thinking of them in a sexual way, right? Even though I might be like, yo, you look beautiful, you look stunning, mm-hmm. but it's not in a way that's sexual. It's like, I'm saying to you, you are beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Stevens, an American quilt maker, and you're listening to Studio Noise. Oh, and they, and, and sometimes some of the models didn't want to see themselves, mm. right? Until the, to the, the photo, photo shoot was over, yeah. right? And so, uh, well, now so I'll tell after you, after the makeup, that's what you're talking about. After the right. So Grace, costume. Grace, after they, after Grace did the makeup and did the costume, and and they didn't even want to see themselves in the mirror yet. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to go straight in shooting. So some women did that, right? Wow. And then, um, but what was interesting about that, I'll give you, I'll give you a little story about what happened with one. My actually it happened to a couple of models. So, um, we finished the shoot. The shoot takes hours. You understand what I'm saying? So yeah, it, this, yeah. This is a long process. So when people come, they know they're going to be here for at least five hours or so, right? Right. So, and, so, so in, in that process, how long does it take to like make them up and stuff? Uh, depending on how intricate it is and how intricate their hair is, or even if they don't have hair, if they don't have hair, uh, I might work with making crowns for them. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say sequin sequining um, the necks that took that took might take an hour mm, to do that, okay. and then doing eyelashes and uh, body and face paint, right. um, and then threading. You know, I was using, I was threading their hair. If they had, some of them had long locks, like two and three feet long, and so I would make a sculpture out of their locks. Hmm. So that takes time too. And you do all that, and, like and in the moment, in as oh, soon as they it's come not in the pre-planned door. at all. Like you just like she shows up, and it's like you look yeah. at her, and it's mm-hmm. you know, catch a vibe. <laughs> Now, uh, when we started, it was like that. And then eventually, when Maurice would know that a young woman was coming over, he would send me there to their Facebook page so I can see what they look like, so okay. I can see what I'm working right. with, and then I can, I can come out with a, with a plan. Uh, oh, Maurice might do some drawings, preliminary mm, drawings okay. of the body paint. Yeah. So he will do sketches of, you know, the, the you know, he was a fashion illustrator. So he'd do the sketches of the body and how he'd want them painted. Um, gilded, beaded, and we'd go from there. So when they come in, we we go straight to work. Nice. Yeah. So sometimes, man, what we do is just you know just have them send a you know just take take a, some selfies, you know, what you're looking like, and just send it to us. So we want to know what your hair looks like and the whole nine. That way, we we're prepared, right? Or we have a better idea of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But that's what we would do. But um, but like I was getting ready to tell you, uh, so 
uh, a couple of times what happened um, when we finished the shoot, the model still has, you know, they're going to take off their makeups. Some of them, actually. Some of them will leave their makeup on. They, they would leave everything. Uh, they, would, they wanted to go home like yeah, that. Some, some would actually <laughs> go home like that. Mm-hmm. So, some of them went out. Yes. You know, to party <laughs> like that, to show it off. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but, you know, typically they, you know, they get back dressed or whatever, whatever. So I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to go, you know, download this footage and I'm going to start going through the pictures, blah, 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 blah. When you're you're finished, come downstairs and and come check out what we got. And so a couple of times, man, you know, this one, you know, this model comes down stairs and I'm showing, I'm going through the photos. She's like, yo, these are dope. These are cool. Ooh, I like that. She's, you know, she's responding like that. And she's like, yo, these are cool and all, but, you know, when are we going to get to my pictures, right? (laughs) And I said, ain't recognizing so. Right. I said, these are your pictures. And she was like, she was blown away. Wow. And I was blown away because I was like, you you can't even see yourself, can you? Mm-hmm. Right? And it kind of threw me off because I was like, you don't see the beauty that you possess. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they didn't a recognize them. A lot of them have been, have, been, have been damaged by what people have said about the way they looked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, there was one young lady that I was doing her makeup and her mother called while she was having her... Uh, you know, her I was doing her hair and makeup, and her mother was like, "Did they still want to use you? Are you still there?" Because mm. she was worried that they would see her. We would see her and say, "Oh no, no, you weren't the one we were looking for." Mm. And she was a fuller figured girl, and uh, she was like, "No, I'm in the chair right now. She's doing it now." Her mom was like, "Wow," but I know her mother was also wanted to protect her child. Oh, of course, like, yeah. Yeah, because because that like, that can be you know, a very traumatic thing for yeah, for women yeah. to experience. I've you yeah, know this is not a joke. We're not yeah. rejecting. No, no, we chose. Maurice saw her and chose her for a reason. Yeah, and so but it's so much um, cultural politics that go along mm-hmm. with bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? and that kind of shape, especially black women bodies, especially right? when they have the to most, most policed, the yeah. most policed. And you have to look a certain way. You have to act a certain way. Mm-hmm. You have to, mm-hmm. and you are used to that response all the time. I find that darker yep. skinned women, like often yes. have this problem. I, I've talked with my wife about it a lot. Mm-hmm. She's a darker skinned woman. Yes. And yeah. so, you know, I, I think she's beautiful. I've always thought from the first time I saw her. So I, I, I find is. it, Mm-hmm. Amazing, but also sad how some of the stories that she has about what people have said to her, how people mm-hmm. have treated her, how yes. even in the politics of being with her friends, yes, there's a certain uh ranking based on shade. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, basically. yeah, it's, and that's it's, all colonials. That's such a, I'm when I say I am I cannot say enough how grateful I am to have grown up where I grew up. To have seen beautiful dark skin. I mean, we in Kenya we have every shade, from yeah. the bluest black to the fairest fair. Yeah, and everything was beautiful. Nobody even, I never even heard language like dark skin. People just knew a girl was pretty or not. And so, uh, and, and thank God I lived in even in in McLean, Virginia, where there only <laughs> it was me and my sisters and three other black people. Um, we were just the Kenyan, the Ch- Kenyan girls, and the other family was from Uganda. And then I came to the South, and my again, thank God, my college roommate was from Cameroon, so she grew up also, and she, you know, of the dark, she's a darker hue, but she has a sister who's very fair. And um, moved down to Georgia, and people would be like, 
well, you guys are pretty for dark skin girls. And mm. we thought that that was funny. We started laughing because we were, we thought, how what a ridiculous statement. We yeah. didn't know, cause we didn't have any baggage. So we didn't know that that was a regular thing that, that people had to go through. Yeah. That's, that's, that's imagine, amazing. I can't imagine what, what uh, babies go through uh, being, I mean, I've been watching what babies, babies go through where people are picking the fair child over the dark, the dark child. And I'm like, they're both beautiful babies. Yeah. And sometimes in the same family. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's where the, the real crime is, that is perpetuated in people's families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's um part of what, um, what people say, um, all art is political. Uh, how this, when you talk, Maurice talk about how the idea gets much deeper. Like when you do start mm-hmm. to like dig at some of these layers, but mm-hmm. you're talking about presenting these darker, full-figured mm-hmm. women uh, right. as goddesses, as as uh, um, as these kind of icons, right? Yes. Um, yeah. That 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 gets into you start to have a conversation um, that's cross-cultural, that's mm-hmm. uh, going against the grain of what people expect to see. But I think, you, in especially the way y'all executed, is so beautiful and so layered that you kind of it makes people stop and have a different conversation with it like right. separately. Yes. Right? And so uh, talk a little bit about the materials like kind of that you're using. Cause um, even, even in the finished quote unquote finished pieces that you presented uh, on the wood panels, it still had a lot of different materials worked into it. Mm-hmm. So you got the materials on one that you're putting on the costumes, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the, the material of the finished executed wood panels that are collage photographs, um, what else is it, Maurice? Um, um, silver leaf uh, is acrylic paint. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are, what other? Tell us about the materials that you use. Well, you hit on you hit on most of them. So it's it's, it's usually acrylic, and uh, uh, so there's painting, there's collage, like you said, there is uh, uh, leafing, there's cut paper, there is uh, wood burning, there is uh, construction on some some of them. And there, there's encaustic on some of them, hmm. right? So uh, there's, uh, um, I mean, I've tried all different kind of things, right? Um, and that's what's cool about it. It's pretty open. I don't, I'm not necessarily, reg, uh, you know, I don't have to do a specific thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's pretty much what I'm using, but I use certain materials for a reason. So like I like the wood panels um uh, because the wood grain itself creates this uh environment. It almost looks like an atmosphere, like uh almost, you know, you can almost see the clouds mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the thing in the grain of the of the wood, right? And so but I want this to feel kind of otherworldly. I don't want it to necessarily feel like you know, on earth even you know what i'm saying because we're also dealing with um space and time what's we're talking about you know in the past the now and the future right and so you know that's what we're thinking about and so that's why some of the that's why a lot of the pieces have those type of names like infinity like you said and cosmic names right yeah quasar and uh nuclear yeah exactly because we're dealing with energy you know what i'm saying mostly because that's what we're talking about right so um they are the makers of us all you know what i'm saying they, you know um 
So I think about the energy that exists within a, a woman's womb. You know what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is there an explosion that happens? You know what I'm saying? When the when the sperm penetrates the egg, you know what I'm saying? Is there a nuke like a mini explosion? Like they think of how the universe got started. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a big bang. You know what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. that is that what's going on inside of her? You know what I'm saying? Is does she possess that? So we're playing on all those kind of uh, ideas and thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, but I want the women to look futuristic. And uh, not, I didn't want them all to look like they existed now. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh yeah, yeah. It definitely so, gives that vibe. Like they, like yeah, it definitely so, it feels like it's um, from another time that you can't mm-hmm. put your finger on. Like it's not, yeah. it's not the past, uh, mm-hmm. and it could be the future. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, like you just don't know. But mm-hmm. I think that's a, exactly. a product of the design and the, and the composition and you know the colors yeah. and the kind of shapes. Like how long did it take you to come up with? It has a, like a language to it. Like how long mm-hmm. is that just something that built over time from each of y'all adding like a little bit to it and then it kind of yeah. just repeated it uh, yeah. as you went along? Yeah. Yeah. And it, grew, and it grows from there. It evolves from there. So even the costumes that I started out with are completely different from what I make now. Right. It's really over a 10 year period. And I didn't want it to look National Geographic type. I didn't want that. <laughs> Um, it's funny, uh, there was a, a gentleman that had come over, his, we were shooting his lady, and he was looking at some of the finished shots, and he was like, it would really be nice if it had a spear. And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, no, that's not what we're going for. That's, 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 not, what it's, that's, that's not what this is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't know no better. Because we, you know, we, we <laughs> were thinking conceptually, right. and he was thinking literally, he was like, no, she should she should really have a spear. Yeah, a spear <laughs> and, and a, and a, and a uh, what do you call those? A shield. Yeah, yeah. of like, course, of course. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm thinking, hell, you know, <laughs> more Star Wars, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. thinking more laser beam shooters or something. I'm thinking more like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Teleporting. All that exactly. Teleporting and things like that, like Grace is saying. And I think that's uh, a, a tribute to to both of y'all like creative energy, right? Is that you mm-hmm. can take kind of cause some I I can see why he would say this looks so African that it mm-hmm. needs to be in my mind what African is <laughs> is mm-hmm. is spears mm-hmm. and, yes. and and shields and like running barefoot through the woods. Right. Like you yes. know, that, that's just a the way we conceive of Africa, the way we've been taught to conceive of Africa, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and in that way, um, it's so reminiscent of all those things, probably, probably because of the inclusion of the fabrics, right? But all the fabrics you said are hand done. So it, um, it adds a different layer to it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's not and just a, a, and a nod to the past, like a nod to the exactly. Concept, yeah. Work. Yeah. So for me, the fabrics, um, act as a thread that ties me to home. So whenever my mom is about to come and visit, she asks me, what do you want? And I always tell her, I want some fabric and some coffee. And she always <laughs> brings <laughs> right? But the fabric and the textiles have always been something about the textile that I have to, that I always held on to. And now I realize that because of the cheap, uh, you know, Chinese clothes in Kenya and then all the secondhand clothes coming from the West, um, they're really, really cheap, and they put out of business about a hundred thousand people in the textile industry in, mm, in Kenya. Yeah. So now they're even more rare, and uh, I'm so glad that I always continue to 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 collect them. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So um, tell me, as you, how many pieces do you think that you've taken or have you created um, so far, like over the last however many years? You're talking about photos or photo shoots or actually the actual. You know, I, I think that's I think that's interesting. It, your your clarification is interesting because the photos themselves mm-hmm. are art separately, right? Yes. They can be mm-hmm. like themselves, like an art piece, like um, yes. um, and so that's that's interesting. So, how many photos have you taken, and how many of those have became the the Thousands. finished pieces? Uh. I don't know how many have become uh, pieces, but uh, let's see. Let's see here, Jamal. Let me get back here. Let's see. I'm, I'm on my computer. <laughs> so I know we shot over 30 something women. I know that. And I think, think 500,000 or 1,000 photos of each. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, we have plenty of material. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's a massive mm-hmm. amount of material. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you you're literally just getting a little, uh, not even a bite, not even a bite of yeah. what, we, what yeah. we've been doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, but we all, you know, the initial plan actually was to do a book, and so that's what we were a book for the photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We were going to do a yeah. book of photos, right? So uh, a coffee table book. Oh then, man, that um, would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, we we still plan on doing that. We you know we just started running into money issues and um, our own personal issues, our life, and you know just stuff started yeah. happening. Yeah, and so uh, it kind of put us put it off. And then um, we had an opportunity to do uh, a show with the with the museum at the Hammers House, so we decided to go to that route because the initial plan was do the book first, then start doing the. Uh, the artwork for the show and then we wanted to tour it and then the book was going to be accompanied with uh original music mm. so i had i've done all this music um that we want to include like i said in the book so when you got the book you start flipping through the pages you can put the cd on and you can get a feel of what we what our intentions were as far as the sound yeah might make it a whole experience I'm making a whole experience. So we wanted to do, to do the same thing at a show. So we wanted these sounds and the, everything going on. You know what I'm saying? We did a couple of video installations with the music and the, and uh, a, performance. a performance piece uh, of the of the model. And the, the model's doing a performance piece. Nice. So, I mean, you know, it's a lot going on. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's the a show difference. Was good. The show had a, a sample of all aspects, yeah. all these aspects uh, put together so that when yeah. you walked into the museum, you could feel that you're somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that's the feeling that uh, it's hard to communicate to like younger artists, especially is that mm-hmm. that for you to amass in, in that kind of catalog of one of pictures and mm-hmm. to have an idea that develops over 10 years like mm-hmm. that kind of dedication and thought that's put into it to let it evolve, to let it go in all these other different directions right. to improve and then improve upon like the yes. work that you've done. Like that kind of, that's the kind of thing that younger artists need to understand that you need to have when you're entering mm-hmm. like this creative process to let it be a journey. 
and then mm-hmm. not just a one-off kind of thing because like that's a right. lot of work that y'all put into like developing this and to yeah. get it where it is at this point and you know it's going to continue to develop you know yeah. as, you, as you go on yeah i agree yeah so I, I really like that so how has it been like you two collaborating together i mean y'all are together all the time anyway <laughs> like how how how's that process no, uh, so you're, you're asking, are we like at each other's throats? <laughs> not so much, not so much that, but it's like when you do work together, like um, mm-hmm. all of you, you, both of you are like masters of media, like even in, in like a lot of different ways. Like y'all paint, y'all make sculptures, y'all do like photography, you know what I'm saying? Maurice is making music. Like it's like, it's, it's so much stuff that y'all do. Like, how do you have the conversation to find like the balance between the both of y'all where you can do kind of the best of both of you can enter each piece and then separately. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, so just like those conversations when we were talking about how this uh, body of work came about, mm-hmm. we still have those conversations. We're always learning. And uh, so as we're learning, Maurice will come up and say, well, I want to do this kind of video to add on to this this theme, this new African theme. So this is what I have in mind. I want to shoot a performance at such and such, of of such and such. I'm creating this kind of music. He'll go to the basement, come be working on music, call me down, we'll come and I'll come and listen to it and you know, approve it or, you know, and I always what you've done for new Africans, I have approved all of them because I love <laughs> I mean I love the music. Yeah. Um I'm not threatening her. I know you can't. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not. No, I love. I know. I love the music. And each one is uh, is different, but it has both aspects of like royalty, exploration, um, space age, uh, timelessness, a little bit of Africa in it, and uh, something new, new age. So we're always building on it. Sometimes we'll see stuff and I'll point to it and I'll say, that's new African. Like mm, it would be right. just anything like we could be watching something science fiction and it'd be like, there she, there, there it is. So, or I'll see a concept uh, acted out on film and I'm like, that's new Africans. So, and what was also really exciting for me was when we were watching Lovecraft country and Hippolyta went into space and I was like, that's new Africans. <laughs> Because that's exactly what we're talking about. Maybe it doesn't look like our our version of it, but the concept is is the same. The feeling is the same. Right. The possibilities are the same, um, and the possibilities are in, infinite when it comes to Africans in space. We've always thought that way. Yeah, and you can present you can present these um, these new Africans, these black mm-hmm. people um, mm-hmm. from wherever they're from. And outside of the norms that we always see black people presented, right? right? The same way that when you talk about the girls show up and, you know, they, they got their clothes off. So they automatically think in King magazine for poses. It's like, yeah. nah, yeah. like that's yeah, not, like, no, no, yeah, that's no, not no, what, no. Yeah, no, we, we're yeah, not on that vibe right, right now. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's like you gotta, and you know, I'm, I'm doing this a little bit in my thesis work too, whereas I'm, you have to grapple with like how much mm-hmm. of, um, how I visualize blackness has been prescribed to me um, through white supremacy. Right. And like mm-hmm. how much, how much of it is me limiting myself and Absolutely. how I'm presented. And so Absolutely. I think y'all are tackling that in a, in a different way, but in a, it feels fleshed out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? 
Like it's not mm-hmm. just like some random thing. I think of a piece like nuclear um, yeah. that has like the white in it and the woman, she's kind of like this gray silver and it's like the colors, like, you know, all of it just works together so well. And so that's why I actually about the collaboration because it's, you know, as a person that has done many collaborations, it's really mm-hmm. hard <laughs> like to, to know it when is. to step up and when to step back. Like yep, and, and find is. that balance. So I I think it's it's fascinating and great that y'all are able to work this way and mm-hmm. and over such a long period develop such a a, a nicely developed uh, series. Yeah, because well, we're, we're always working on it. Well, I would say this, Jamal. And I'm only, I'm only speaking for myself. I ain't gonna speak for Grace, but yeah. um, I'm a fan of of Grace as an artist. Mm, right. So I'm I'm never worried. I know it's gonna be the bomb, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't always like everything. You right. understand? Sometimes he doesn't understand it either. So, and sometimes I don't understand yeah, right. it. And that's Because when I'm making my sculpture, you know, separately, you know, my Grace Kisa's sculpture, mm-hmm. and sometimes he's like, that's really strange. Like, <laughs> I don't even get it. I don't even get it. And I go with it. I go, I'm, I'm like, because I've, I've, I can see what I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a costume that I made for once. It was a helmet. And when I put it on the model, Maurice was like, that is really strange. But when he <laughs> shot it, after he shot it, he looked at the images and was like, it really works. Is, this, is that the so one I called Peacekeeper? I, you know, the thing, uh, is that the one Peacekeeper? Yes, it must be. Yes. Uh, that's yeah, because yeah, that's the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> that's the helmet yeah. I remember, yeah. yeah. Right. I made, the, I made the thing. Sometimes I'm just making the thing. Right. And I want it to be. I love that. I want it to be whatever it is. And then I will make that thing work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, it was it, it is in this shoot. So it wasn't this piece necessarily, but that's one of the pieces he created. But, oh now, it, right. It was the wing. It was it was yes. It, it was a piece that went on top of the Her head. head. Oh, so and it looks like, looks and, like and a it, wing. And it looks like to me, it looks like a moon. Like a moon, like a like oh, a wow. crescent moon. It's a crescent moon, right? So that's how I look. So, no, so I didn't even think about this. She's she makes multiple pieces for yes. each. That's amazing. Yes. Right. Yes. So so the thing about Grace's costume that started happening was you could take her pieces and change them, mm-hmm. right? Mm, okay. So yeah, so yeah, it fits on around the shoulders, but then we could take it off and put put it around the waist. Ah, right. Or we could, or we could take it off and twist it, and now it's it's covering half of her body and then part of her waist mm-hmm. or we could twist it another way and now it's wrapping around the arm yes. what, you know what I'm saying oh yeah so that so we could do these really interesting things abstract with, things right these yeah. abstract pieces um, with each model so it's not you, you can get multiple looks out of one piece mm-hmm. and so that's what we did but I'm just saying you know so you you know, strange isn't necessarily a, a, a bad, bad thing. thing to at me. All. At all. Not to you know me. what I'm saying? So strange just means mm, that's really odd. I never would have yeah. thought of it. That yeah. It's, yeah. It's a little jarring. I'm gonna mm-hmm. have to take time to, mm-hmm. to get you to get acclimated to yes. it. But once once I am, I, I see the genius in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. yeah. uh usually um when people are geniuses, it, to me it does take time to, to catch up to them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I often would experience that with with her and i wasn't i'm not the type that i'm like no we're not going to do that i'm mm-hmm. like cool let's let's try it let's, yeah. see, let's see what happens you know what i'm saying yeah. Oh, know, yeah that's a great way to look at it yeah mm-hmm. and so that's that's what we do but again it's all because like i said in the beginning i 
am a fan of her art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I I know she's good. You know what I'm saying? So that's not a question about her her work or her quality of work. I'm not I, I never question that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, no, no, and I know that. I know the difference between a comment of what's strange and or oh, that's not good art. It's it's completely different. I mean, we've been working next to each other for since the nineties. We used to work together. Um painting eight hours a day. So I knew how he works. I know his, I love how he puts color together. Mm-hmm. Um, everything he, everything he does, uh, even the music thing, um, watching him edit movies and making, making mini movies out of uh, footage that he shot. I'm a co, I'm usually B roll footage on his uh, A roll, but uh, no, yeah, it, it's just building on what we know. It's a language we, we do speak. Uh, with each other. Yeah, it's a language that y'all developed together. Like, yeah. and, you know, that's, I, I think that's amazing. <laughs> I, yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. So the last question before we get you up out of here, um, mm-hmm. what what's kind of the next phase of it, like as the project goes on? So the next phase for me, well, there, there are quite a few. One is I'm looking for other spaces that to, to show the, the evolution of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, the book, uh, the coffee table book, and then continuing to shoot. We have a few few new models, and then continuing to v- develop my my costuming, which sometimes by themselves can be our sculptural pieces that can be just hung on the wall. Right. So, uh, working on building on that. Oh, yeah, man. but we, you know, That's ultimately, great. man, it'll be it'd be nice to tour, like I said, around the country. Mm-hmm. And out of the country, so yeah. we want to, you know, we want to, you know, take it to Africa, see what yeah. they think. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's you know, but besides the new African stuff, I mean, we're always working on other yeah. things. Yeah. It's, you know, oh, that's yeah. not the only thing we work on. So oh yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, Grace is doing some really cool things. She's doing, uh, she's done some costuming for uh, a television show. It's just crazy. Nice. It was at the last minute, called at the last minute. Can you make this by tomorrow by 10 o'clock? And it was made of metal and leather. And I looked at it and I was like, send me a picture. Look at the picture and I was like, I can't do that. Maurice looks at the picture and he says, sure you can. I got a piece of metal in the in the garage. You know, you've seen his garage. Yeah, he you'll put it thing. together. Yeah. He was like, I have a piece of metal. All you need to do is go and buy the leather, put it all together. And because he said that, I went ahead and did it. There you go. That's Broke true artist. That's true artist right there. Oh my God! They <laughs> sent uh, they sent a a, a a PA to come and pick the work up, and they went and used it. I was like, okay, I guess nice. I worked on it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I, mean, I think, uh, and we might have to bring y'all back on the show for sure. Uh, maybe even separately, just to get just to get into all the stuff that y'all do. Y'all are so amazing. It's always great to talk to y'all. Uh, Maurice Evans, you can find him at on Instagram at R 10 uh, Grace Kisa, you can find her at Studio Kisa's. You can go to newafricans.com and check them out. Any any other place they need to check y'all out? Uh, GraceKisa.com. And Maurice There you go. You got to show my folks some love, yo. It's always great having y'all. We definitely got to bring y'all back on the show. There's so much more to talk yeah. about, yo. So yeah, much more. Cool. Yeah, yeah, but we appreciate y'all. Thanks for having us.
And that's it. Another episode of Studio Noise in the bag. Big shout out to Grace and Maurice for coming on the show, blessing us, a dynamic duo. Y'all make sure y'all go check them out. Uh, this work, the new Africans, I think is really great. And I can't wait to see like the next iteration of it. They just keep getting better and better. That's what we love right here on the noise. And you won't have to wait as long as you did to get this episode. Right. That was a super long wait. You don't have to wait that long. Uh, just wait till next week. Next Tuesday, we'll be back with another new episode. We're talking to the artist Jay Lynn. Yes, you may know him as one half of twin. They used to do work together, twin brothers painting on canvases together, but now they separate. And he's doing his own work and he's doing a great job. So we talk about his work, uh, how he got into galleries, all that good stuff. It's a great conversation. Another one for you. So tune in next week for that. In the meantime, between time, you need something to listen to. I'm going to go ahead and suggest that you listen to Queen Naja. Misunderstood, the album is pretty great, yo. Some of the stuff is a little cringe-worthy. <laughs> it's a young girl talking about life and love, but for the most part, I think it's good stuff, yo. Y'all check it out. Yes, yes, yes. What would I do? Wouldn't even know how to live without you. I love it. That's Queen Naja, yo. Y'all check that out. Keep you going in your studio while you're working. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Studio Noise. I hope you got something good up out of it, hearing from these great creators. So I want to make sure y'all head on over to the Studio Noise IG at Studio Noise Podcast. That's Studio Noise with a Z check us out. If you want to send us a DM, go ahead and send it right there. If you want to send us an email, why don't you hit us up at studionoisepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out the website, studionoisepodcast.com. We got all our episodes, over 100 episodes, archived, ready for you to go if this is your first time listening. Go ahead and check that out. It's, it's more fun for you. Tons of listening hours for you. <laughs> a lot of fun uh, talking to all these and getting to know all these black creators that's out there. It's your boy, Jay Barber. You can find me on at Jay Barber Studio on all your social medias. And so to all my artists out there, uh, whether they admit it or not, this election is over. But one thing you got to learn from this election season. One, polls are trash. Don't listen to polls. <laughs> Don't judge how you do your artwork by what anybody else says about what you do. And another thing is you got to put your boots on. You got to strap up. You got to do just like our Navajo brothers and sisters, just like our young black people right here in the city of Atlanta that came and changed the election just like black women and black men all over this world all over the U.S. what they did they went out they put their boots on they made their voices heard you do the same thing pick up that brush get to that paper get that paint get any anything you working with just pull it out because it's time for you to make that noise make sure they hear you baby it's the noise we see y'all next week peace